The 6-6 six six New England Patriots head out west for a crucial game against the Arizona Cardinals. The Bruins and Celtics continue to roll and be the best in their respective sports. And the Red Sox say goodbye to Xander Bogarts. This is the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. Well, Mac Jones, I think, put things pretty well for the Patriots. This has to be a reset, a restart for an offense which has underperformed this year as the team is 6-6, six and six, and they head out to Arizona on Monday night for a game against a Cardinals team that they should and need to beat. The Patriots' offense has let the defense down as of late. Defense, one of the best in the National Football League, and the Patriots' offense has not done enough, has not made enough plays in order to win over the last several weeks against the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. That has to change. You look at the remaining schedule. Patriots need to win, I think, four out of five in order to be assured of a playoff spot. Uh, They can probably sneak in by winning uh, three out of the next five and going three and two. But it has to start with these two games against teams they need to beat. Arizona on Monday, the Raiders this upcoming Sunday after the Monday night game, and then they're home for the Bengals on Christmas Eve, the Dolphins on New Year's Day, and then you don't want that game in Buffalo to mean anything on January the 7th or 8th. Patriots have been facing a lot of dynamic offensive players over the last couple of weeks. Justin Jefferson on Thanksgiving, Josh Allen as well as Stefan Diggs on the last Thursday night game against the Bills, and it's Kyler Murray this week. I asked Bill Belichick, big picture upshot, are today's offensive players better than the guys in the past? Hey, Bill, how are you? Good, Chris. I had kind of a, a big picture question about players, the offensive uh, skill positions. Obviously, you're seeing a lot of really talented guys you know, over the, uh, the last a couple of weeks. Do you feel that these players are you know, better, faster, quicker, um, more talented than, than guys of the past? Have we seen an evolution in that area where guys are continuing to get better or could certain guys play in any era? Mm, well, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of great players at that position through the years, so I'm not sure about you know the comparisons, um, but we've certainly had to cover um, – you know, whether it's the Marvin Harrisons, uh, who's in the Hall of Fame, or Randy Moss, uh, who we've had or covered, who's in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, players like that, we can rattle off quite a few more. Um, but that's <laughs> those players are pretty good. They demanded a lot of attention, and if you didn't give it to them, um, and they had good quarterbacks, uh, they were able to rack up a lot of yards. So... I don't know. It's an interesting question, um, but certainly there's a lot of great skilled players in the game now. But uh, I think that's always kind of been the case. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Lawrence Taylor about that, and he said, you know, basically like Mahomes is the same as Randall Cunningham was, but perhaps he's given more leeway to do things. Like, do you feel that these schemes have changed? But a guy like Cunningham or Warren Moon could do similar stuff to you know, whether it's Mahomes or Kyler Murray. Well, I agree with I would agree with him on that. I think the schemes have changed. You see the quarterbacks in the shotgun way more than they were, you know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, and certainly before that. Uh, you see way more passes than we've seen. If you go back to some of the um, earlier Super Bowls, 20 passes in a game kind of thing. You know, now you get that before the end of the first half. So. Um, and certainly a lot of the passing plays that are, um, 
you know, extensions of running plays, getting the ball to, to guys in space, whether that's RPOs or uh, little bubble passes and things like that, more receivers on the field uh, and fewer blockers on the field, just gives quarterback more guys to throw to. And, and so, you know, I think we've seen the, the schemes in the game definitely change to statistically where you see a lot more passes, a lot more completions, a lot more yards, uh, a lot fewer rushing attempts. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that. Thanks. You're welcome. More from Bill in just a little bit. This Patriots defense has been good this season. They are fourth overall in the National Football League in defense. I talked with one of the stalwarts in the middle on the defensive line, Davin Godshaw, about what's been going right for the Patriots there as they take on the Cardinals this week. This defense ranked fourth in the National Football League. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. What, okay. what about uh, you guys has led this? Number one, but it's uh, you always want to go up. Uh, what about this group um, you know, has led to the success you've had? Uh, starting fast. Uh, things like trying to stop the run. Uh, just getting out to getting turnovers. That's uh, always big. But just, just basically just staying aggressive and, you know, coming from week to week, week to week basis and, you know, just trying to get a dub too. Is that where it all starts and stopping the run, even in this Arizona game? Even if a team's not yeah. one of the best rushing teams in the league, yeah. you stop the run and then that's where yeah. this defense gets better? Yeah, because everybody gets to just lay back, pin their ears and go have fun. I mean, to me, you know, stopping the run is always fun, you know. Uh, you know, just just – Basically telling the team they can't run the ball alone. You're just looking them right in their face and from down to down and just saying you can't run the ball. That's always fun to me. But, you know, a lot of guys, you know, everybody loves to get sacks too, you know. So, I mean, when you get to, when you get to pin your ears and get back down and get a sack, I mean, that's always fun too. But, you know, I mean, that's all. I mean, that's some of the reasons why we ranked for it. You know, haven't been having success stopping the run. You know, didn't, you know, uh, Buffalo ended up getting over 100 yards rushing. But, you know, it's on Arizona and trying to stop them from running the ball too. Yeah, earlier in the season you guys were struggling a little bit against the run and then it seemed like you guys, particularly that Detroit game on, got better. The Jets yeah. game, everything started with, you know, stopping the run, their rushing attack. Yeah. What were you guys able to, to do? What what changed? Is stopping the run more of a mental thing and mentality? There's all 11 people locking in, running to the ball, doing their job. I think that's just supposed to, it's not that we couldn't stop the run because we can. Obviously, we fourth in, you know, defense total. But, uh, I mean, just, just, just kind of just dialing in. You know, everybody just got to dial in and do their job. Uh, but, you know, the run takes all 11 players to beat to the ball because, you know, some of them he might, have, he might break a tackle and we need, we need my teammate to get him down, you know. So setting the edge, you know, being stopped up the middle, you know, uh, safety's coming down on run fits. You know, it's, it's, it's all, you know, everybody just really don't see it like that, but it's all 11 got to do their job. Injuries are a huge part of the game, but you guys have been playing without Christian Barmer for a while now, and he was drawing a lot of double teams early or in the season, and you've obviously stepped up. Lawrence has stepped up to veteran players. Have you been able to, you know, fill that gap for him, and were you guys kind of, you know, amped to try to that wounded animal type of, type of mentality to, to make up for a good player? No, I think just take it, you know, game by game. You know, uh, no matter who's in there, you know, we always want to play our best. So, you know, uh, I mean, as you get in November, December, you know, the games really, you know, not that the games don't matter early on, but as you know, the games really start to matter in November, December, because uh, that's everybody trying to get in the playoffs, so everybody trying to get those division wins. So the games really matter big. You know, they count as playoff games. You know, we on a, we got five games. We got five playoff games coming up, including Arizona starting uh, this Monday. So you know, it's really playoff games. You know, we can't afford to screw nothing up. You know, everything is, everything is. You know, judge. You know, you can't afford to screw nothing up because, like I said, these games are games to fighting to get the playoffs. You know, we the eight seed, and you know, we're fighting to get in the playoffs. So I mean, every game counts. Every play counts. I want to ask you about two guys that are really underrated, uh, Dietrich Wise, in my view, and and also Juwan Bentley has had a really great season. Yeah. How important are those guys, and like, who are they? You know, behind the scenes, what do they make? Uh, how do they make things work for the team on the field too? 
uh, very important. You know, uh, you know they make things run. Juwan Billy, you know, play calling, you know, uh, getting guys lined up. You know, he's having a great season, like you said, including Dietrich Wise, my locker mate. You know, he's having a great season too. So, just kind of guys, you know, setting the edge by Dietrich Wise. You know, playing, making great calls by Juwan Billy, coming downhill, making plays. You know, taking off. You know, double teams off of me. You know, so you know things like that's been great. You know, and we all work together as a team. You know, so you know I feel like if, Ju- if Juwan's eating, I'm eating because you know I got to you know take on two for him and he got to make the plays. You know, so it really works hand to hand. Dietrich, you know, you set the edge, you know, I make the play inside of night, he makes the play on the outside. So it all works hand in hand, you know. I'm just kind of like, you know, just happy that, you know, guys are having a great season. Final thing, one of the things you guys have been criticized for this season in the past is dealing with mobile quarterbacks. It feels like you guys have gotten better in that area. Obviously, you know, Peppers has been a key addition. Um, some of the linebackers quicker this year than last year. Do you guys feel like you've made improvement in that category going up against a guy that's, again, a very elusive uh, runner in uh, – you know what we're seeing this week. Yeah, just take it game by game. You know, Chicago was uh, unlikely. You know, Justin Fields grand all over us. Got better from that with Josh Allen. Uh, you know, Lamar kind of ran all over us too. But, you know, going to see a guy this week who's just elusive or uh, more quicker than all of them. You know, so it's going to be a tough task for us. But we just, like I say, it's going to take all 11. Because when he can't pass the ball, he wants to run the ball. So it's going to take all 11 guys. You know, uh, great quarterback. You know, it's going to take all of the 11 to stop this guy. I'm talking a little about Cardinals quarterback uh, Kyler Murray there at the end of the conversation. Kyler Murray went to Oklahoma. So did Ramondre Stevenson. So that meant some conversations between the two in college. For Ramondre, in his second year of the NFL, he started to get more and more attention from opposing players who are starting to look up to him, meaning some jersey exchanges, some conversations. We talked with Ramondre about that, and plus the type of workload that he has had for the Patriots this season. What's it like to be playing against somebody like him or other guys that you grew up watching? What's your, your mindset when you're across the field from them? Uh, well, I try not to be a fan first. Uh, I remember last year we played the Cowboys, and that was my favorite team growing up. So I was like, well, I'm playing the Cowboys. So just staying out that mindset, just staying focused, uh, and just and just know they're out there to you know try to beat me and my team. So you got to stay on that same that same wavelength they're on, and just you know try to compete back. You have the eighth most yards from scrimmage in, in the AFC. What does that mean to you? And obviously, a combination of your ability to rush and and your uh, prolific nature in the passing game. Uh, yeah, I didn't really know that. I don't really look at stats too much around this time of the year, especially just because just we're all focused on one thing, and that's winning each week, just winning each day, things like that. So, I mean, that's great. That's great. Uh, I mean, I'm proud of myself. That's the first time I heard that stat. So, uh, I mean, I guess that's an accomplishment, but we still got a few more games left and just you know, uh, focus on the task at hand. What's your mindset, you know, when not just you out there, but you're getting, you know, Plays called for you. You're rushing the ball. It seems like you know, in the Buffalo game, like the last one of the last drives, like every every play. How do you push yourself through that? Do you feel tired in those spots? What do you tell yourself? How do you keep going? Uh, yeah, that just brings me back to like the off season, just getting in shape and getting ready for you know this time of the year and just being being ready to get uh, leaned on by my coaching staff, my teammates, things like that. So just being, just staying ready, uh, just getting extra conditioning in throughout the week and just. I mean, of course, you're going to be tired, especially that long drive. I think you're talking about the 20-play the drive we had. Yeah. So, yeah, you get a little tired, but it's just, it's just a mental thing. Just stay locked in. It's just next play. Sticking with that topic, more with Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Do you consider how he plays, too, when it comes to his management? Obviously, he's very physical. We consider everything yeah. that we that is relevant. So, there's no set formula, but guy breaks all a 60-yard run. That's different than a two-yard run. So, whatever. So it's the, it, 
Yeah, it could vary on what, what the role, the responsibility is, how the game's going, what's what's happened in the game. Again, not specific to him, talk about any player. Um, but yeah, that could definitely be a factor. Yeah. What the player's role is in the kicking game, which Ramondre doesn't have a big one there because of his role on offense, but some other players do, and that's those are things you just got to keep an eye on too. But yeah, there's no like formula for it. This guy's got to play as many plays and pitch count, and you got to take him out after he throws you know, 73 pitches like that. That's not that. How has um, Jonathan Jones handled some extra responsibilities this year and moving to the outside? He actually saw a lot of digs last week. Um, how, yeah, how he's he been done? great. Yeah, Jones. Yeah, he's played out there from time to time before, especially when we've matched up. But yeah, I mean, he's been great. You know, play for us in the kicking game. Uh, a couple phases in there from time to time, depending on what the roles are that week. Um, but we've had uh, we have pretty good depth inside with um, you know Miles and and uh, just overall uh, you know with JC not being here uh, looked like that was our best combination. Um, you know with Mills and and John and then you know Jalen's been out here a little bit and you know Jack's played really for us all year. Marcus worked his way in there for some playing time as well. So, uh, but yeah, John's been you know a good communicator. Um, would have been a solid guy for us on both defense and the kicking game. Is he one of those leadership guys too? I mean, he obviously has the Super Bowl experience. Is he one of the guys that you? Yeah, he, he is. It? Yeah, because John John does everything right all the time. Works hard, trains hard, always in good condition. Takes care of himself. He's a tough kid. I mean, he's out there. Obviously, he suffered the injury last year, but that was, you know, everything he can do to be out there and, and compete and be ready to go. You know, he always wants to compete, go up against whoever the best, toughest situation, toughest matchup is. Um, I mean, that that kind of leadership, communication, being ready to go every day, every play, practice, special teams, defense. Yeah, that's that stuff's really valuable. It's not all about you know who yells the loudest. It's it's about going out there and being really tough, smart, and dependable. And he's he's all of those. All right, Bill, right there. Let's talk a little about the offense. Where the Patriots' offense obviously has struggled. They have struggled in the red zone. They have struggled to get third downs, and that was an area where Patriots wide receivers coach Steve, uh, Troy Brown had a lot of success in his career. I talked with Troy about that. I will not lose. That's it. So that's it. I mean, you find a way to win, whatever it takes. All right, Troy, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Next question, Chris Ryan. Hey, Troy, how are you? Great. How are you? Good. Just kind of you know along those lines, like it seemed like you always knew where the yard markers were as well, and like that's where you ran your route. Is has that been an area that you know has been kind of frustrating for you this year? Is it seems like a lot of times. You know, the routes don't quite um, you know, get to that point. I would say it's all been a little bit, you know, uh, I wouldn't say frustrating, but, you know, things that we need to do well and better. You know, it's better awareness of, of those kinds of things, you know, the sticks and everything. So, you know, so I just got to coach it better, you know, and, uh, you know, make more of an emphasis of, you know, those things that we got to do better and, you know, and, and demand it. So that's, you know, that's part of my, my job is to get our guys to do those things correctly. And so, you know, I just got to do a better job of doing that. And as you know, um, you know, difficult times can lead to, you know, great moments down the road. How do you sense that the group is dealing, your group in particular, is dealing with some of the frustration and, 
you know, the, uh, the struggles the offense has had and how is it going to materialize into a positive moving forward? Uh, I mean, I think they've dealt with it just fine. You know, I mean, obviously there's not a team in the league that hasn't been frustrated at some point during this season. So, uh, you know, not every team has done well at everything, you know, and, and, and yeah, so they just, uh, I think our guys for the most part is the receivers and they've just, uh, gone along with it and, you know, they're taking it and take responsibility for, you know, whatever it is they need to take responsibility for. And, you know, they, they, they focus on trying to do the things they need to do better in practice as well. So, and especially in the areas that we need work in, and that's the red area third down. So they've taken a lot of pride in getting ready to getting ready to be better at that type of stuff every week. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. More on the defense now, Steve Belichick. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. Um, obviously, two last two games against two elite offenses. What do you like about what the defense has put on tape uh, over the last two weeks? Um, you know, we've done, we've done some stuff well, but it hasn't been good enough. Um, you know, the only stat that's really important is, is getting a win and we haven't been able to do that, um, and help our team enough to, to get those wins. So we've done some things well, but, um, not good enough. So we need to, need to improve here going forward, um, this week. is the turnover aspect of things forcing turnovers? Is that that's obviously something you guys are always working on? But do you feel like you've had more opportunities to to do that and just haven't been able to capitalize? How, how do you view the uh, the turnover side of things? Yeah, sometimes those things come in bunches. Um, you know, you have a couple games where where you're not getting as many as you want, and then there's other games where they just kind of, um, like I said, come in bunches. So um, to your point a second ago, we're always stressing. Stress and turnovers, those are huge, huge plays um, for our team in the game um, when we can come down with it and and get our offense in good field position and go from defense to offense. So we'll always stress that, but sometimes they just come in, come in bunches and um, it's not like the guys aren't working to, to get the turnovers, but sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way. Thanks. Thank you. I was checking on the special teams with Nick Folk, who's had some additional responsibilities having to handle kickoffs, and it's been struggling a little bit with the wind outside in the Jets game and also uh, missing a field goal at the end of the half in the game against the Bills. Just for you as a kicker going inside or in a controlled environment, does that ease things from a from a mental standpoint? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you got to – there's just kind of one less element you got to worry about. You know, you're – um, you know, when, when I'm out there, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, footing or the weather or the wind or anything like that. And when you're inside, you kind of have a, at least a constant as far as the, the wind and whatnot. So it's just one less kind of thing off the plate that you have to kind of worry about. With the way the wind's been playing here, whether it's in the Bills game or even in the, uh, the Jets game where it seemed like it was a little bit worse, do you, do you find yourself, you know, trying to find a happy medium between overthinking the wind and just kind of striking the ball? Like, where do you, where do you try to land when it comes to judging the wind? I just kind of trust what you feel in pregame. I mean, I've always tried to, I've tried to do that uh, my career, just trust what I felt in pregame and um, you know, you just kind of you're make, making small mental calculations when you're out there, just to try to to deal with it. And luckily, we've got we get a bunch of good windy days out of practice out here, so you, you get kind of used to it. You get used to that mental calculation, which you got to do. And um, so, it just you, you got to think. You can't just kind of not think, but you can think a little. You think a little bit and just go put a good put a good strike on it. 
How has not having Jake affected things, both in terms of the the handling of the football, you know, uh, on the field goal, from the holder perspective, but also on, on you taking on kickoffs and having that extra assignment? I mean, Mike's done a great job holding, so um, have had no kind of issues there. And then kicking off, I mean, I've kicked off before, so uh, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to help this team, and um, you know, just try to try to keep it going. Talking with Cam Acord about the winds here and how it's played in regard to the construction, and he says there's really not any real feel that you get. It's a day in, day out kind of basis. Is that the same as you felt? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just depends on the um, depends on the the day. You know, one one day you'll feel one thing, the next day you feel something else. So you can kind of create a. a there, there are kind of quote patterns if you want, but um, it just depends on the day. You just never know. So. Last thing I want to ask you is when you're kicking it well, like you've had that incredible streak, or if it's at a time period where you've missed a couple here and there, is each kick individualized, or is there a time where you, know, you feel like you're kicking the ball better and striking it better you know, in practice, and, and that's kind of continuing into a game, or is each one individualized? Uh, I mean, you, you, you feel good. I mean, you, you do feel that, but then you got to just take one kick at a time. That's all I've kind of tried to do my entire career, just... Uh, one at a time and, and uh, worry about the, the next kick and you can use the, the previous kicks for experience and knowledge and, and confidence and um, you just kind of got to go out there and, and worry about the next one whether it's an extra point, field goal, whatever maybe. Sweet, appreciate you. Yep. Patriots Cardinals Monday night at 8.15 in Arizona. More on that coming up Monday on New Hampshire today at 6 a.m. We talked about it on New Hampshire today so much disappointment in the Boston Red Sox for letting it get to the point where Xander Bogarts could leave this team. They had opportunity after opportunity to lock Bogey up. They didn't do it, and now they deserve all the criticism that is heading in their direction. Sox fans aren't going to want to hear it, but they have done something positive in that in this offseason. That's improved the bullpen. Kenley Jansen, uh, former All-Star closer, likely Hall of Famer, has been signed. And this guy, Chris Martin, won a World Series with the Atlanta Braves. He's a good reliever, throws strikes, and I think will help the Red Sox. Bullpen spoke with him via Zoom the other day. Just your thoughts on you know what the team is going to be this year. Obviously, there's still moves to be made, but the fans obviously seeing Xander Bogarts go, a guy you came up with in you know, the minors to, to some extent, what are your feelings on you know, what this Red Sox team is, uh, is going to be? You know, you never know. Um, obviously losing, losing Xander, a player like that is, you know, it's a big loss, but you know, that was his decision, you know, to move on. And um, I, you know, obviously, you know, the off season isn't over. There's a lot of off season left. I'm sure. There's going to be some more additions that are going to help the team. Obviously, the guys they got can play. It's just, you know, you got to go out there and play the games. Um, you got to get that championship mentality and just go out there and compete as hard as you can every single day. Um, obviously, with the additions to the bullpen, I, you know, they're explaining to me how many games they lost late and late in the games. And you know, when you lose that many games late, obviously, you're not going to the record's not going to show, and those things can be fixed. And um, those are actually, I think, in my mind, minor things that can be fixed. Um, just going out there and putting up zeros and bullpen feeds off each other and getting a good groove and, and run with it. Chris Martin right there. Uh, Bruins, Celtics, they've been on the road this week, but they continue to win. And, of course, we'll have so much coverage of them uh, throughout to 2023 as there's going to be a very deep postseason run for both of those teams. It's pretty clear right now that both teams are the best in their respective sports. 
Celtics clearly better than anybody else. Uh, Bruins better than everybody else as well. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun 2023 following those two teams. This has been the Press Pass. I'm Chris Ryan.